This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast. The down on the docks on the other side of the tracks, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you were listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. Listen, listen, listen. We are not judging as long as you're liking, subscribing, or sharing. So we don't care where you get it, just as long as you're doing those things. That goes for YouTube as well. And hey, if you haven't said hello yet, Stop by the socials. And you know what? If you got something strongly worded to say, you can always hit us up at Rybird and Mustard Podcast at gmail.com. And hey, maybe you like the gear. Maybe you're kind of meow on the, on, the, on the show. Well, uh, you can get this gear by hitting us up or going to at simply.cora on Instagram or at her Etsy. That's at simply.core. All right, that is all the house cleaning. And now it's time to have a house party because guess what? The Mariners are going streaking five wins in a row. And specifically, just coming home. This is an off day by the time this is going out. And a well deserved off day winner, a sweeper, actually, the sweeper. Of the Anaheim Angels, the backbreakers of the Anaheim Angels, the Seattle Mariners, that's right. You've been under a rock, if you've been lost at sea, maybe you've been in jail, maybe you came out of a coma. Let me just let you know what's happening here. The Mariners have swept the Angels, and we're here to just bask in it. And with me to bask in it is Hanno up in Edmonds. What's going on, Hanno? Hey man, nice to be here in person with you. Big series, really excited about that. And I just got some even better news. That's great, we'll hold off on that. We also have to give another introduction to the lovely Tanya in the stat department. How's it going? Hi, always happy to be here. That was great. All right, Hanno, you can give us that news. Before I came up to join you, I had to make a call. I was chosen for jury duty this upcoming week, and I was dismissed. 
Congratulations. So that makes a great Sunday. The Halos went camping and packing. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have to go to jury duty tomorrow. Yeah, I wonder where Otani is going to go on vacation to ponder where he's going to be next year. He's just driving down, what, the 5 to uh, Chavez Ravine? <laughs> well, we're, if you are, are listening to this, we are not in the home series. We are at MVPs in Edmonds. Right off the 99. In fact, some, some gentleman over there bought the entire place around. It was pretty cool. We heard a bell and uh, went up and ordered a drink, and uh, he got it. What was the guy's name? Were you asking? It doesn't matter. It was free. All right. Okay, Hanno, that's that's great news about your jury duty. Um, so where do we start? This is a peaches and cream episode. Are you feeling peaches and cream right now? Hey, you got to. Um Mariners have been playing good. Um, what do you? What an exciting, entertaining four-game series that could have really gone gone south the other way. But the Mariners found a way to win those games. Um, bullpen very good. Clutch hitting, scoring late. I mean, I can go on and on, and I'm sure we'll talk about and get into more detail. But man, beating the Halos is awesome. It's really awesome. I've. Usually down there, as you know this. Yeah, yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Why? Because Grandma Norma and I are so happy that you were up here because we know your record when you're down there in Anaheim. <laughs> it's a little rough for us Mariner fans. So the, the USS Mariner fan is happy that we're here up in Edmonds talking about it, and you were not down there. That's so Okay. <laughs> Wasn't Norma actually just telling you that today, Myron? Yeah, she oh, said. she mentioned the same thing. She said there must not be any Sumners down at the, uh, down around the stadium if this is going on. Yeah, Grandma Norma, she's still <laughs> alive. She is still alive, 92 and a half years old, still alive after this weekend of Mariners games and the Blue Angels buzz in the house. She's doing all right. Um, so, yeah, it's Peaches and Creams. Uh, like you said, this is a, was a glorious weekend down there. First time since 2005, since the Mariners swept the Anaheim Angels in a four-game series. Who was on that 2005 team there? So at this time, we had Randy Wynn, Scott Spezio, Jose Lopez, Adrian Beltre, Chris Snelling, Raul Ibanez, Jeremy Reed, Willie Bloomquist, Richie Sexton, Miguel Olivo, and of course, Ichiro Suzuki. Wow, that was, that was a Joel Joel Pinheiro uh, pitching staff opening up that series. So we're talking, it's been that long since the Mariners have went down to Anaheim and and swept four games. That since the Bush administration. Oof, that was a roster and a lineup. Jeremy Reed, former or ex-Anaheim Angels batting coach a couple years ago, too. I mean, <laughs> my God. Randy Wynn traded for Lou Pinella. I mean, what a banger of a roster that was. Yeah, so since 2005, the Mariners have not went down there and swept the Anaheim Angels. And again, record-setting. The Mariners, first of all, break their big season record of a four-game winning streak. They now have a five-game winning streak. Uh, another record that was broken was uh, Eugenio Suarez breaking Edgar Martinez's RBI consecutive games of the RBI record. That's huge. That's huge. And especially right now when we need these games 
it's insane. And then and then today, you know, uh, a day after his streak ended, he starts another one with a big, you know, game-winning RBI. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, all the former Mariner players, the Griffies, I mean, he broke Edgar's. I mean, there's been some guys that have produced. Um, yeah, exciting. Uh, pretty, pretty big accomplishment, you know? And, and I have to say, the when and how he did this, it's, it's worthy of breaking somebody like Edgar's. Look where the Mariners have been this season. Look where we are right now, sitting eight games over 500, right after a trading deadline that we didn't know if these guys were going to go. They, they, the offensive group has definitely banded together. And look what Eugenio does. Look, a game winner today. You know? Sure, he strikes out a lot, plays you unbelievable defense, possibly gold glove-like defense. But yeah, he's he's been clutch here in the second half, and the numbers show it. So I mean, I've always been a big Eugenio Suarez fan. I love D, and I love the way he. I mean, he saves more runs, even though he produces more runs with his RBIs on the team. Yeah, and then you have uh, you know a guy that scores a lot of runs for us, gets on base, practically lives on base. J.P. Crawford uh, tying a Mariners record of consecutive games with a walk. Hail. Hey, that is, that's what being a leadoff hitter and just a leader of a team is all about. He also breaks his own personal record with his 10th home run. Last year, I believe he had nine. That was his season high. He's already broken it with 10. Well, yeah, and he solidified the leadoff spot. I mean, that's, that's what's big to me. I mean, we really didn't have a leadoff guy. You know, we've gone with Julio, Jared Kelnick at times, but he – since he's been put in there, he's solidified it, and he's been unbelievable offensively this year. And his defense was out of this world in this series. Sure was. Uh, what was that, game three where there, were, there was that big double play he needed? Uh, hot shot up the middle. He dove head first. It was kind of a slide glove flip to Cabby, who returned the throw onto first base. I mean, it was massive. Yeah, and it was awesome seeing Brash in the dugout. Just counting his blessings to JP after that. Yeah, I mean, since you brought it up, Brash, man, wow. That guy put it, put it into a new gear in game three. I mean, he hit 101. Sure, that ball was hit, but he went after guys uh, the whole series. He went after Otani with some sliders and then blew him away at times and other players. But, man, it's so exciting to watch him kind of evolve. I know we've talked bullpen and stuff like that at times, but for him to go and challenge guys and throw that heater like he can with that big, you know, big slider, I mean, sure, he is effectively wild sometimes, but, man, it's nice to see all of these guys step up in the bullpen this this series. They need it to be. Yeah, and just going back to Suarez's, you know, feet, with, with 10 games in a row, breaking Edgar's. Here's how long it has stood for. Since 1995. Since the 95 team, this record has stood. It's a huge, huge record to break. But uh, again, this didn't happen in a bunch of garbage games or whatever. This, is, this has happened. If you take the 95 season, refuse to lose. Everybody knows the story. 
Line down the left field line for a base yeah. hit. And just the, the chase that we put on the Angels, it happens against the Angels. It gets broken against the Angels. I mean, very apropos. Great points. Yeah, that playing game against them, the broken bat, uh, grand, uh, grand slam by Luis Soho. Everyone scores. Yeah, just uh, just amazing. And we also had uh, other personal records like uh, Bryce Miller, you know, career high, his big career. He's a rookie, but, I mean, still, 10 strikeouts, personal record. You know, I, I think that should be the title of this episode. It was a record Making and breaking weekend in Anaheim. Hey, I, I got nothing negative to say about the Mariners this series. They won four games, like you said, they, uh, and swept them. They're on a hot streak. You know, I want to ask you this. The Mariners are 20 and 10 since June 30th against Tampa. Remember that game? I think it was like 15 to 4. Was that the game, correct me if I'm wrong, where it was a deflating game at, at T-Mobile? The crowd was on him. It was the first time. I think we talked about it. The first time the crowd really booed a Mariner team. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, and we both talked about it in that episode. I mean, since then, 22-10, and 10, I believe, if I'm correct. Best record in baseball. I mean, you got to hand it to the, to, the, to the Mariners. They turned it around. Sure, as fans were frustrated... We know that the Mariners care and they're playing hard, but man, I got to tip my hat to them. Since that point, I'm not saying it's the Jesse Winker fight that got us going like last year, like, but man, since that time that they got booed, they have turned it around. They really have. This this happened before the cooler kicking incident. You know, this 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 start this happened before. I think the genesis this started bef- before the trading deadline, but every. One of these low points, especially for the fans that we've hit here, or it feels like a speed bump, it's done nothing but catapulted the team. Yeah, I mean, that was a, uh, that was not shocking, but it, you, you haven't seen that out of a Mariners crowd of the, of, the, of the booze like that and the loudness of it. And as fans, I mean, this is a Mariner fan podcast. We get frustrated. We want them to win. Of course the Mariners want to win, the players. Um, But for them to turn it around like that, like, they put it into an extra gear. You've seen that with the bullpen. Paul Seawald was traded. You see the guys going out there, throwing their gas, going after guys, challenging guys. It's exciting. I mean, this is peaches and cream. This is peaches and cream. And, you know, you go back to that game where the, the boo, you know, I guess that's what we should call it, the, the boo, the boo, net, the boo game. Here's a, here's a fun fact, folks. That was the day I got up here on my, on my, son, my summer run. So things have turned around. That's old Myron and the rye bread and mustard uh, has, podcast has been up here. And look at your face. You're just pissed off that you know that is a fact. <laughs> uh, you know I like to tease you about the Anaheim series, you know, and you being down there, and they usually struggle. You know, last year we talked about for your for the new listeners. Thanks for coming aboard, but I used to give Myron a bad time because his record in games was not very good. But I like to give him a bad time about it. But uh, I did not know that. I'm glad you brought that to my attention. So you are the savior to the Mariners' season turnaround. I don't want to say it, but, I mean, if you want to, sure. No, I'm just asking you if you if you were going to claim that. 
I'm not going to claim it, but I'll, I'll uh, you know, absorb it if it gets thrown my way. Anyways, uh, you know what? Let's just relive. Let's take a quick break. Let's just take a quick break. And hey, let's just quickly relive these four games. Why not? Fry bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. How are you doing? Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. The Kingdo days, they had a lot of great memories for me. Where were you and what were you thinking when the kingdom was imploded? Uh, I was watching it on TV at home. I know I get flack for this, but I was kind of like in the good riddance mode. <laughs> you like, pressed the button. I would have I would have done it gladly. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Meredith podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ballgame. I want to see the ants. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Okay, so just to start off, I just want to say, you know, usually when we do these episodes, you know, when we're doing the recaps specifically, the games all blur to you. It all kind of seems like, well, did this happen in game one? Did this happen in the same game two? A lot of the same problems. And usually when we win, it's the same stuff. So we, we kind of forget. But I would say with this four-game series, every one of these games stuck out to you because it was a wide variety of wins. And, and in ways that the Mariners haven't done this all season that we've been, we've been waiting for. But these are the things that we would see, you know, last season. Well, yeah, game one, you had the huge comeback win with Cade Marlowe, the Cade Marlowe Grand Slam. Game two, of course, the back and forth home run nine to seven slugfest win. Game three, we had the low scoring one run win, and then game four, of course, the win in the extra inning. Yeah, multiple ways of winning games in the series. Um, like you said, late in the games, and all of these games too, which was very key that the Mariners might have not been doing early on in the season. They were getting runs late in the game, so the later third in the game. Yeah, the Marlowe home run, which was huge, the grand slam. Oh, my God. Game two, you do not get a good, you know, pitching performance from your ace, which we have gotten pretty good pitching performances from our starters the whole first half, but the offense picked him up. And then game three. And let's, and not, and let's not forget, it goes back with the stud. Let's call it the stud muffin inning that he had where he went back up and picked up the sixth inning and returned to form. Excellent point. They needed him to go that sixth inning. You know me. I'm always watching how many innings the starters are going because, you know, our bullpen, they're young. You're not lying. You write it down. You have a, you have a sheet where you said we up to this point we hadn't seen a, a, a pitcher go seven innings yet. Yeah, there was only two in the last 24, 22 games, I think, the last time we talked. Yeah. So, you know, our bullpen gets run ragged. Um, you know, we, we lost Seawald, so that's another guy in the bullpen that you can count on. But that's okay. Guys stepped up. Game three, like you mentioned, come back. You know, get a nice another run late. Game four. Um, it goes to extra innings. We have Anaheim has had a better record in extra innings than us, and we came through. 
I mean, it, it, this series could have gone either way. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm looking at two one-run wins. No, we won four <laughs> games by a total of six runs. Absolutely, but we that was our calling card the, it, with this group in 2021 and 2022, especially last year, the one-run wins. We were not seeing that. That has been a huge thing that has not returned. We saw this this in this series. Uh, the come from behind. You know, obviously, the Cade Marlowe Grand Slam. I'll never forget where I was. I was actually listening to him on the radio because it was just a game that was not great. Stepped out, was having something to eat. Phone was going off. I was sitting up at Cary Park here in Seattle. What, stuffing your face with some food? Yeah, stuffing my <laughs> face with actually a Mediterranean sampler from QFC. And my phone started chiming off, but it was it was all the positive people. So I knew something might have to happen there. And yeah, we got the Grand Slam. And I loved hearing Rick Riz back on the radio using the get out the rye bread and the mustard grandma. It's Grand Salami time. The, the, the television call was kind of I'm not so mad at Simsy, but it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of boring. But again, he might not have known if it was going to get out better uh, better than yanking our chain, and it doesn't happen. Anyways, that that was a huge come from behind win, and yeah, the the anytime a team scores a bunch of runs on the Mariners, typically you go, oh, man, we're out of this the the slugfest with all the home runs in game two, just awesome shit. And then yeah, a signature. Mariners win that we're seeing, you know, the two to one going in the ninth inning. But we have to bring Munoz out. He bends. He doesn't break. We get lucky with the ground rule double because sometimes you got to have luck on your side. Absolutely, because we didn't have that in the first half, and it's nice to get some luck returned our way. And then you have the extra inning win today. Well, here's the deal. Man, we could have easily lost all four of these games very easily. We didn't. But guess what? The Anaheim did. And you look at the standings right now in the wild card. Mariners holding in at two and a half out. Anaheim, I think going to the series, we were only separated by a half a game or less than a game. Seven games out right now. And if you look at the Anaheim schedule, it is a tough one. Yeah, and you're mentioning, you know, the bullpen. And, you know, I like to watch to see how long the the, the starters go because it, it dictates what happens the next day as far as who's being used, how much, blah, 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 blah. You know, in games two and three, big save opportunities for our guys, Brash and Munoz. You know, they had a total of six base runners in both of those games, and they won. And then in the fourth game, you know, they were not available. And let me let me, let me me throw these names out. Throw them. Throw them. Campbell, rookie, went scoreless. Thornton, who came in. The previous start he had, his first start with the Mariners, he went, what, two and a third inning? Kind of a long guy. We've always needed a guy like that since Vesta hasn't been successful. And Penn Murphy, who's been more of a middle relief guy, long inning guy. So it was nice to get to see somebody like that. But he came in the game, gave up a home run to tie it. That's okay. The Mariners still chip back. But then Topa comes in, whose role is elevated. And then Sus. And then Sacito, I mean, come That's on. Sauce. Yeah, two innings for the win. I mean, three Ks and two innings from Sacito. He, he was at a point earlier on in the season when they didn't even use him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean 
this is great. This is great. I, I, I can't I can't tell you how great this felt. Yeah, I liked being down there. Me and the stat department though, who are on the shores of Lake Washington. The blue angels are going over. The Mariners are in extra innings and someone yells, The Mariners won and the and the blue angels on cue. Right over. It was just it was just such a great euphoric feeling. Hey. Nothing like Superboat Sunday in this 206 yeah, in yeah. Seattle. And a Mariners sweep. Uh, I mean, I, I yeah. We who haven't we give a handy here? Uh, you know, I mean, this is everybody in this series did a great job. I thought the management was great. I thought all the right moves were pretty much made. Um, I think I think Pete Woodworth and some of these. Uh, walks to the mound, whatever he's saying to him, them, uh, is is working. Uh, catchers knew when to slow things up. I even heard Shannon Dreyer talking about, like, hey, man, Munoz used to be a way slower worker. Some of the catchers understand that. I mean, there's these little smart things. Yeah, you're going to make mistakes and goof up here and there. But, again, the Mariners are playing. I mean, yeah, this is. This they found is, another gear. They found another gear. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, the bullpen has been lights out. We just sat here and just we're so effusive and uh, just gushing over the what we saw. I mean, I, you named it. You name them in the bullpen. They had a great, they had a great week, great series. Um, but they were ran ragged. The, the reason why so many pitchers in this bullpen had a great week or a weekend is because they needed to be used because other arms were down. Um, they've seemed to maybe put together their best week all season long, and, it, and it's minus Paul Seawall. But let's hold up a second. You, I, as good as it was, am I crazy for saying this? But could we have used Paul Seawald in this series? I think so. 
you know my stance. We've talked about it the last couple of episodes about Seawald. I was always concerned. You know, he's a stable force in that bullpen. Uh, Scott liked using him in certain situations. Um, just to throw it out there, um, he finally pitched after four straight losses by the D-backs. They threw him in the seventh inning. He had a, a perfect inning, struck out the side. But then Sunday, um, they were playing Minnesota. Um, one of the Minnesota players hit a, a solo home run in the ninth inning to give them a one-run lead. They bring in Seawald. Uh, he gives up a home run in Minnesota for them to tie it and then gives up a two-run homer for them to lose it, a walk-off style. So bullpens are fickle. And you know me, I've always talked about how I – was concerned about how things would be for this Mariner bullpen. So I'm not blaming Seawald. I'm just throwing it out there for what has happened for him since the trade. But it was always going to be a thing of, can this Mariner bullpen have guys step up that are getting thrown in the fire, getting put in different situations at different times? I mean, we saw Munoz, or we saw Brash and Munoz um, come in in one of the games, and then we saw Brash then close out a game. So guys are put in b massive different situations. Like we mentioned, Sacito went two innings and got a win. So I think the only guy that didn't pitch out of our bullpen was Sweet. So you you you, you love to see what happened. I mean, it was a fantastic um, job by this bullpen. The starters went deeper, you know, at least six innings, sometimes seven. You need that from the team. You, you mentioned that earlier about uh, Castillo not having his best outing, but he gave him that extra inning in the sixth to then help out the bullpen. So Stud muffin. Yeah, so it's – I love it. I'm excited about it. But – I shouldn't say but. They still have to continue to do it this week against San Diego and Baltimore. Yeah, and I, I – yeah, maybe Seawald – you know, in a, in, a, in in a place where I know he doesn't want to be, he'd rather be here with the Mariners. That's the hard part of it. Where I look at this trade and you go, look at all the success. Look, we're hot after this. But it's like I do feel like I'm still watching this trade because I don't know if Canzone and Rojas are going to have that much of effect on the Mariners this season as much as Paul Seawald could be out there. Because look how, look how many people we had to use this weekend. If we had one more high-leverage guy right now, you know, I, I, I think we'd be that much stronger. But then again, making a trade like this, I think definitely put a fire under everybody else that wasn't traded. And also, I'm not saying Canzone... Is it going to be great next year, or could could you know really make an impact this season? I know it's kind of just another guy out there, honestly. Until Jared Kelnick comes back, uh, seems to like we've talked about. Seems like it seems pretty sure-handed in the field. He's only played 19 games. I like listen. I'm not trying to you know. I'm not trying to piss. You know, in our Wheaties or anything like that. When 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 I say this, I'm just saying there were situations in this series where I go, "Damn, 
I kind of miss in Seawald, even though they were successful. I was just missing one other high leverage guy. And hey, maybe one of these other guys is going to turn into a high leverage guy. We're, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see a new Paul Seawald, so to speak, from this group emerge. I'm wondering who it's, who's it going to be uh, uh, this week and this weekend. Definitely, they're all off to a great start. It's just something to think about, I guess. No. I hear you, and you're right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll address maybe the relievers first before I talk about the new guys that we acquired in the Seawall trade. Um, maybe there might be a change out. Uh, you know, we saw Baroja up here from AA. He only got one appearance and got sent down. He's got really good stuff. And I mean, I'm just speculating. I have no idea. Um, and a name that we know from two years ago, been injured. I don't know everything going on with him, but I've followed his path here lately. He was down in uh, single-A Everett pitching on a rehab assignment, and he's been up in Tacoma pitching a couple times. The name Casey Sadler, remind you? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's maybe a possibility. So, I mean, I'm sure they're figuring things out. He was very good for us a couple years ago until he hurt his arm. So, I, I feel like he would have to be a guy that they trust. They're just getting him his innings and hopefully getting him going. Um, and then as far as, you know, the guys that we traded for, I mean, I mentioned Seawald. He had a great first uh, game for Arizona. Got roughed up the second games. So I'm not going to go over his stats again. But Canzone, he's been two for 15 with a double, a base, one walk, and three Ks. But, yeah, he's, he's played okay defense, solid enough. Um I haven't seen enough to get a, a great um, opinion on him. So, but and then Rojas, he, he has not gotten a hit yet as a Mariner. He's got three Ks. He's 0 for 9. I've watched him play second base, and, and I was happy with it, especially today. So, um, that's something to be positive about for him. Um, we got three second basemen, him, Cabby, Demo. Uh, we talked about how he's kind of the left-handed version of Demo, so... Hopefully he gets it going soon, but that's kind of where we're at, and these are the guys we got to go with, and let's ride. Thank you, Russell Wilson. Thank you for that very much. <laughs> All right, well, before we get out of here, let's take a quick look. Just let's just let before we get out of here, let's let's just revel in it as, as a fact that we got a five-game winning streak. The Mariners are coming home. Let's hope they keep it rolling. Uh, we have a five-game homestand, so maybe we can double up on this. Uh, Tanya, who do we got coming into town this week? Well, after a day off, we've got the Padres coming to town for uh, two games, two night games. Quick series there. Then they get a day off before the big Felix Hernandez Mariners Hall of Fame weekend against the American League leading Baltimore Orioles and Myron's former man crush, Adam Frazier. Oh, it's going to be a tough series. I know there's lots of bobbleheads and uh, speeches and, I don't know, fireworks and T-shirts and whatnot. And I'm excited for the Felix weekend. We're going to have a Felix episode. But that series, not to look past the Padres series, but that series with Baltimore is going to be major. That's a major measuring stick. No, you're right. Um, big series, homestand. Um, like the stat department said, 
uh, American League leading Baltimore Orioles, first team to 70 wins. Uh, you mentioned Myron, a uh, big weekend. I mean, I, I enjoy when they have Mariners in that are inducted into the Mariner Hall of Fame. They do a great job. It's fun seeing all those guys come into town. I love the speeches. Felix, he's going to be incredible, authentic, genuine. Uh, I know you. we're going to talk more about it next week, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, so don't give it away for free But yet. this is the point. The Mariners had a, have, have been hot. They played well. They had a great road trip, even though it was four games. And i got to give you credit. Remember last episode I said it's just win series, baby? And you said, let's start getting a sweep. And we got a sweep. That's on you. I thank you for that. Hey, I'm not going to point it out, but again, I'll absorb it. I'll take it in. Uh, but, yeah, and listen, the Padres tough team. Uh, they're, you know, that, look at that roster. That they're only a few games out in the wild card in in the NL. So like th- that's a team that could possibly turn it around. Uh, I've seen them play down in LA. I've seen them play down in at Petco Park. This both times I've seen them play this year. That offense has had on nights. They can be ferocious. Um, let's, you know, we got we got five games here. Like, of course, I'd love to keep on streaking. But I'd be really happy this week if, you know, we ended up being, you know, three out of the next two. Because after that, uh, you know, if we were to head off onto this road trip against, to me, some cupcakes. I know there's not cupcakes, but it'd be nice to be, you know, somewhere around eight, nine games, um, you know. But, hey, let's shoot for the stars. No, I'm, what a what an episode. I'm in agreement with you again. Wow. What is going on here? Three and two is the minimum. Yes. Winning cures everything. Yeah, but we had a gr- we've had a great run here That's since the All Star break. Um, big series sweep. Um, we got to keep it going. Yeah, seventy win American League leading Baltimore Orioles. Three and two is at the minimum. We got to keep the mojo going. We got to keep the consistency. You can see it. I don't want to dip back into what we were, but you know what? The biggest thing, we're eight games over 500, and I don't want to hear any 500 talk again. I don't want to hear that old weak shit, too. Listen, so like you said, you got to keep it going. So whatever you're doing, wherever you're watching the games, keep doing that. If you haven't been showering, don't do it. Uh, Hang out with. It's getting fucking late. I got to edit this shit out. We got to get this out on Monday. People want to, we need to relish in this moment. We need to revel in this moment until Tuesday. The Mariners fans, the Mariners nation, the rye bread and mustard, the Mariners podcast listeners deserve it. Sit back, relax, enjoy this, and get ready to get back on the roller coaster on Tuesday. Thanks to Tanya in the stat department, Hanno up in Edmonds. Oh, yeah, Hanno, you know what time it is. Char.